like do the like little things that you don't think matter you got to go do them like <laughs> but yeah. if i'm already telling myself i'm not good enough to even think about doing it then yeah i'm gonna be stuck at ground zero for the rest of my life and then i'm gonna live and regret that i didn't try Hey everybody, welcome back to Almost Cool. I am Jordan over here, and that beautiful man with the mustache is Marty over there. I'm over here, I swear. <laughs> Mr. Stilio Nephew. <laughs> Mr. Stilio Nephew. <laughs> so, we tried recording yesterday, um, like four different times. What a shit show. <laughs> bruh, like, it just was not working out, and so we were like, oh, we need to show out, like, what, tomorrow? Um, and so we got up early this morning and Martin got a haircut and he's letting that stash grow out and he looks like everyone's favorite uncle right now. Honestly, no. You know who you look like right now? Ooh, Low key. Who, who you look like the, hold up, hold up. Let me, uh. You're going to pull it up. Oh my God. <laughs> oh that? gosh. The stash really takes a toll you, on me like <laughs> you kind of look like the uh honestly you know what you should go for is halloween this year what's up the cowboy from uh the village people <laughs> <laughs> wait what <laughs> you know ymca <laughs> i don't believe i do bruh that mustache Ooh, okay well i believe me, you i'm just <laughs> let me show you yeah you gotta pull it up because the stash <laughs> the stash game is strong it's the only thing i can grow on my face, <laughs> it's just it's not necessarily it <laughs> not necessarily the the face face. It's it's because you have such a beautiful mustache right now. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, yeah, but oh, but one of my sorry, I am I am like stuck on this right now. <laughs> You're good. My, my one of my coworkers called me Doctor Eggman. So <laughs> Doctor Eggman. <laughs> yeah, it, it's kind of I love doing that thing where like I had really long hair. And I usually shave my facial hair, so like the over the weekend, I got a haircut and grew and like just sh- didn't shave my stash. And I walked in my office, and like everyone looked at me for a second, being like, "Who the hell is that?" I love that. I love that. Bro, you should for real. You should go as this guy. Just oh, like, oh <laughs> yeah, I know exactly. Oh, if I could grow the ha- like off the handles, oh that would be sick. <laughs> oh man. But yeah, he looks like an uncle, and so uh, instead of Mr. CEO Girl, he's Mr. CEO Nephew right now. <laughs> Steal your nephew. How's your nieces? How's your kids? That's putting some negative connotations in there. Yeah, I know. We're joking. We're joking. We're joking. <laughs> oh, goodness. But anyway, so we're moving on from uh, the topic we were doing yesterday, which was closure. Um, we will get back to that soon because I think that is a really solid topic and we both have some stupid stories involved with that. <laughs> yep. Um, but today I figured why not like off the top of my head this last couple weeks, like I was just telling Martin before we started recording that like other than this, you know, engagement, um, dude, I am like, I am low key directionless right now and I'm going through a easy bit of a quarter life crisis right now. Um, I don't know exactly what to do with myself. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Yeah. You're feeling spacey and airy. (laughs) I'm feeling just like, I've woken up the last few days just thinking, what am I doing right now, bro? Like, what am I doing with, with, 
with my life, my life. Like, I don't know. I don't know. It's freaking me out a little bit. Mm-hmm. I, I get like this every like four months or so. And usually it passes. I'll find something that really takes my mind off of it and something I can dive into. But yeah, it's yeah, about just... that time of the year again. So <laughs> right on the season change too, man. Like <laughs> for real, for real. <laughs> of course, like you're gonna get this feeling and then get allergies and feel even worse. One hundred percent, dude. I'm about to feel like a bucket of shit soon. <laughs> but <laughs> be the jump bucket. Oh jump man. Bucket. Still like the chum bucket. Oh man, but anyway, so uh let's kind of jump right into it, I yeah, guess. Yeah, let's but, like, yeah, why what's uh why are you feeling so spacey and airy? Like what's uh what's the I things was, that are making you feel that way, you know? So whenever I see myself having like big things coming up in the future, whether it's like eh, it's hard for me to, unless I have all my ducks in a row beforehand, it's hard for me to get really motivated to and confident enough to take on those challenges. Mm-hmm. So like I said, um, getting married, um, that's the only thing I'm feeling confident about. It's the, like, I, I say the only thing. It's like the thing I feel the most confident about right yeah, now. Yeah, the pinnacle. Yeah, it's like, no matter what, that's happening. I know this is the right decision, 100%. Allison and I, last night when I picked her up from work, she was low-key drunk. And <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> and so we spent an hour in the car. I got her a little Bluetooth car microphone for, I think, Christmas last year. Okay. And we just did, like, drunk carpool karaoke. No uh, way. Like, it, like, like, allows the microphone yeah, to yeah, go yeah. in the speakers of the car? Yeah. That's <laughs> sick. <laughs> and so... We like we did that on the way home, and then we parked the car, and then we just sat in the driveway for like another hour, and just did that for <laughs> however long, uh, an hour, and uh, so <laughs> and stuff like that just makes me so like, oh man, this is this is it, like this is the girl. But like I said, other than that, man, um, it's it's like I also like we're trying to move. Um, Again, we were supposed to move earlier this year, but that didn't happen because of just circumstances. Mm-hmm. Uh, car getting stolen, you know, COVID ramping up again. Just the little jobs things. Kind of shy, like a bunch <laughs> of things uh, popping up. Uh, <laughs> just the little things. <laughs> um, and so that's been kind of overwhelming having to save for that. And then just like after the hurricane, like, it's wild that my energy bill has skyrocketed because so me being without power for two weeks mm-hmm. last month, <laughs> my electric bill is like $150 more expensive. Ugh. And I'm just like, how in the fuck are, am I paying like a $350 electric bill? Yeah. Like this makes zero sense. Like I had no power for two weeks. I didn't use that much in two weeks. Like, the power company here, Intergy, like they're the only one. Mm-hmm. And so they run the monopoly on everybody's power. And they say, oh, yeah, well, uh, uh, people are going to help out for uh, help out paying with the damages. I'm like, what? Like every, the entire city is freaking out about it because it's like this is shit that should have been taken care of. Like we have equipment out there that's 15 years old that was replaced right after Katrina and never touched again. Like 
there was no like um there was no upgrading anything there was no figuring stuff out to make sure that this wouldn't happen again mm-hmm. and now that everything's broken you know they're making everybody else foot the bill which is kind of a damn that's a real pos move my yeah, friend though, what's the uh, like what, what gives the them the uh i wouldn't say the right but like you know legally can they do that like yeah dude new orleans is like a it's like the wild west when it comes to politics man like <sighs> everybody is corrupt it's been like this since this city was founded like we have memorials and dedicated bridges and parks to like some of the most corrupt politicians <laughs> ever. <laughs> oh my gosh. Just gotta relive those every time you visit. I've been lying, dude. Like uh, after Katrina, like the mayor at the time, this man like went to jail for embezzling FEMA money or something like that. Like all this. Oh my god, crazy shit. Um, and uh, I don't know. It's just like our elected officials of New Orleans let this stuff happen because you know. Hey, whatever they're getting, they're getting some money out of it at the yeah. back end. But um, at least I'm assuming. I don't know if that's a fact, but come on, that's a fact. Um, other than that, dude, I feel like I need a career change. Um, I hate, I I hate serving tables and bartending. I don't like it. Mm-hmm. Like, it part of the job is fun. And nothing to people, like, nothing against people that love it. I know a bunch of people that have been doing it for years, but I am so over this shit. <laughs> like, and I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. I didn't mm-hmm. finish college. Like, I can't, I don't have a degree. Like, I can't do all this shit, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so I've just been constantly looking back. It's like, do I go back to school? Do I finish my degree? Do I go over here? Like, do, like, go to a trade school or something? Like, I've had a bunch of different jobs in my life. You really like have from <laughs> all over the place. Like, like I've worked in construction. I've worked in like an office building. I've worked in restaurants. Like, yeah, like nothing sales, everything sticks. <laughs> nothing sticks. Nothing like makes me feel actually accomplished and motivated to continue because mm-hmm. I get so excited for these jobs. Yep. And then four months later, I'm like, I hate my life, and I <sighs> desperately do not want to fall into the okay. I'm doing this boring ass non-fulfilling shit for 60 years like i'm not doing it um and i'm i'm at this point in my life where i don't want necessarily i don't need to have all the money in the world to be happy i'm very happy right now uh with whatever money i'm like the amount of like it pays for our house it pays for the things that I want to do, it pays for these trips I don't want to go on. I'm mm-hmm. totally content with how much I'm making, but I want to be making that in a different way. Um, because while I'm at work, I hate it. And when I'm at home, I'm like, man, I really should be working right now. So like, <laughs> yeah, I'm not doing necessarily anything important at home. Uh, I don't know. It's just a lot of back and forth on that end. And it's throwing me for a loop. And like I said, in two months, I'll be over it and happy and like, oh, <laughs> hell yeah. Can I get anybody a drink? And like, I'll be on that vibe again. But I just, I know I'm going to fall out of that that romance with it again. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's, I mean, it's a good thing that you're not driven by the money value. Cause, no. Yeah. That, I mean, if you're content with what you're making, that's, because that, I think that's the biggest one that people get stuck in is like, as soon as they get a job, they get super fiery for it. And I, I, I'm i in this boat where I got got a good job. I was 
it's something in the field that I studied in school and then I was making a good chunk of change and then I hated what I was doing, but then I'm like, well, the money is good enough for them to bribe me for me to come back for the next two <laughs> weeks. And, and then I was just continually going back and like starting to build all of this resentment towards this job. So by the time I quit and it was like moving to Philly and I was having this huge season change was when I got here, I was like, I'm bartending because I don't, I don't know what I wanted to do. I didn't know if I wanted to go back. I didn't know. And it, it, the money thing was only like a split second of being like, wow, I've never had this much before ever right. in my life. So, and I wasn't even, I'm not, I'm, I wasn't even making that much money. I, I was actually <laughs> like way underpaid. I found out after I left. So I'm just, it wasn't even like, I was content with the money I was making, but I just like, yeah, I think it's a generational thing because my dad, he worked a job for like 25 years loading bags in an airplane to support his family and, and his wife and kids and all this different stuff. And that's that's really honorable, but I I can't do that. Like I, I in my head, I just can't physically suffer through a job for 25 years just to provide see, I think, for something else. Like I know I it's, think that's I know. where we're at. I think that's where we're at. I don't mean to cut you off, but like... No, 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 you're good. At this point, it's like... The amount that Allison and I make right now is totally fine for two people and a dog and a couple of cats, you know? Like, mm-hmm. like we're good. It's like, I understand the need to get something, like, to have a job that you don't necessarily love to support um, a family that you're raising. If that were the case, bro, I'd go to the airport right now and be like, what's up, everybody? Y'all hiring? <laughs> bro, I thought about being a fucking mailman because, like... <laughs> Yo, being a post service man, is that's sick. <laughs> I'd, like... I'm. I thought about it low key. Like, <laughs> love walking. Like, you can listen to your own tunes. <laughs> exactly. Like, but being in the position of not having another human being, like a, a young, small human, to take care of, uh, it's like it's a it's a financial blessing <laughs> because yes. I don't. I get to be a little bit more picky about what I want to do mm-hmm. because they. Like, they're not relying on me and on my wallet, <laughs> you know? Yeah, this no. is, like, a very, like, <laughs> just kind of poo-poo way to say it, like, but... <laughs> Fuck your kids, man. <laughs> Fuck your kids. <laughs> and I don't necessarily want kids, at least not for a while, right? Not for another 10 years, at least. Amen. But it's like, I, I have this opportunity to be picky right now. I have this opportunity to go in like like hey I can I know that I can buckle down and really try something hard to to go for a career that I want but I just don't know what that is. I don't know exactly what drives me enough to want to pursue it like wholeheartedly. And I've had the countless nights of being up until four o'clock in the morning just like like two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Like I'm in bed, goose is you know, my dog, he's just sitting there staring at me because I'm low-key freaking out having a small panic attack because I hate what I do. <laughs> like, I yeah. don't want to do this anymore. And it's like, I can't just quit. Like, I have responsibilities. Like, the responsibilities I do have, I need to uphold those. But, like, I just, I, it's hard for me to figure out what's going to make me happy, like, job-wise or career-wise. Which, yeah. Nah, you know, mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. Is and it, I've been searching for this answer for the past 
12 years of my yeah, life. I was going to say, ever since I started college, like, it, it, and I, I don't know if a lot of people are in this boat, but it feels, it feels like I can't be the only one that feels this, where I had a passion in school, and then I got, I graduated, and I got out of school, and then I started doing it, and it was nothing like school. Like, it was, like, completely different. I utilized some knowledge, but probably, like, 20% of what I learned in school I'm actually using in my job. And I, right. everything else is trained on the job. So the the facade of needing to go to college is always, like, a, a forefront in my head where I'm, like, I met so many, like, different – and granted, they're in the creative field, so they're, they're artists and musicians and things like that. That's kind of what mm-hmm. my scene is a little bit more. But they – they were in college doing like psychology or, you know, some thing that they didn't really care about. Um, and they were doing like their music or their art on the side. And then when they graduated, they just kept doing their art. Like that's what they were passionate about. And then now I have several friends who are like getting commissions and like getting like well-rounded jobs and things that they've produced themselves. It's like a whole manifest that they did themselves and they're doing nothing that they went to college for. It was almost like, well, then why did you go? And it's the, <laughs> it's the pressure of society and our parents yeah. and like things like that to go, Oh, you're not going to get a good job. You're not going to do that. But it's the thing with that is like, I would rather hire someone who is, who doesn't have a degree, but is really passionate and can show you like things that they do on their free time that are in the realm of the job that they are applying for. Like, if for for you, like if you wanted to be a, a musician and you were in, you went to school and then you find out school wasn't your thing, but you never stopped playing music and you have 12 plus years of musical experience, but it's not formal education like that to me, it would say, oh, he did this all in his free time. That means he really likes it. There was no motivation or drive other than that. He just loved it. And so I right. don't, I, that's the way I look at jobs and I hate that it requires you to have such a like a list of certifications and qualifications and blah, 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 for for you to get all these jobs. Certain jobs do need those. I will agree. (laughs) Like we were just talking about politics. I think that's a great thing. You probably need (laughs) education and certifications for and all this stuff to lined up. But like I'm in the boat too, where granted I have, I got up here and I was bartending and I got a new job as a geologist with a new company and I'm actually really enjoying it, but I, I'm enjoying it because of the people are, are way different from my last company. Uh, I'm getting to do a little bit more of what I actually want to do, but I'm still kind of in this direct directionless boat. Like I'm just floating along and maintaining this, what we, you're like, use your catchphrase. I'm maintaining this homeostasis as you will. And I, other than that, that's my direction. Like I'm flowing with the current, but my, you know, it's weird. I need to like, you know, I don't know. Like we're in a spot where if you want to take a break and I did that for like seven months and then I went back and was kind of like, okay, well get back in the swing of things. But I also, bartending was awesome. It's not my passion, but it was so fun to do it's that. fun, yeah, and and I'm and we're and we're both right at the twenty five. Like we're quarter life crisis is in full swing. That's why I mean I bought a motorcycle for God's sake. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm definitely gonna be that like forty five year old midlife crisis buying a Corvette like for You're no reason, buy a Corvette. <laughs> <laughs> like some dumb shit like that. Uh, but I I'm in this thing where. Like you were saying, I have responsibilities like rent and and bills and th- and to feed myself that I I can't rely on parents and and family members to do that. You know, I have res- all these things lined up that I I can't just quit and just not do anything. But right. and it's not necessarily I want to quit, but I'm in I'm in with your boat where it's 
this isn't the thing that gets me up in the morning. This isn't the the job that's like, oh man, I I am I'm doing I I want to wake up and do this for 12 plus hours a day. Like granted, I feel content doing it right now, but I'm not I don't know, man. It was just like yeah, I don't know. And like with you, I I have several different jobs. What was your favorite job, do you think? Like if you could narrow Ooh. it down, maybe give me top 2 of all the jobs top you've had. Two? Um, let's see. Um Honestly, it sucks that being a bartender is one of my favorite jobs I've had. It doesn't suck. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't suck. You're right. Like, depending on where you're at, um, it can really influence your experience as mm-hmm. a food industry person. But, like, my last job before, um, before the storm, argue, it was just the best work experience I've ever had. Like, I loved everyone that worked there. I loved all the people that went in for the most part. Like, obviously, there's some duds that come in you have to take mm-hmm. care of. But I had, like, this really great group of regulars. I had this really great group of coworkers. My bosses were great, you know? Like, <laughs> we'd go out every other night just to hang out. Like, everyone was so nice and just wanted people to succeed. And it was – it really made me sad that that business failed. Mm-hmm. Um, other than that, maybe, like – to get away from the service stuff. Ooh, we I hated selling lawn care. That was yeah. an internship, but like <laughs> I totally remember you doing that. <laughs> but Jesus, that was lame. Like that sucked. The only good part about that job, only two good parts about that job was that my manager was a big Saints fan and my desk was right next to his and we <laughs> If I was in between calls, we would just talk about the Saints over it, like, all day. Um, or it was, like, my... Oh, and they also had an office dog, Soldier, the big golden retriever. He was so cute. He was so sweet. Big doofus. Only good things about that job. Uh, <laughs> honestly, one of my plant jobs was really great, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a really good crew that I was working with. It was a lot of fun. I was making good money. The only thing that sucked was that the hours were just awful. And, like, I was doing 12-hour shifts every day for, like, three straight months. I'm like, yeah. it, I was so burnt out by the end of it, I could not get away from it. Um, Yeah. Like, during the pandemic, I did, like, Uber Eats because nobody, like, I couldn't get a job anywhere else. I was like, I got bills to pay. Yep, and absolutely. Like, <laughs> so I did that for, like, and then ultimately my car got stolen. And then, like... <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it's, it's a bunch of bullshit. <laughs> oh my God. See, I can have fun. I can I if I have the right people around me, I can make any situation great. And I will try to enjoy that because the only thing worse than hating the job you have is going into that job and making it even worse, like with your attitude. One hundred percent. And so like I refuse to be a a, a shithead at work because not only do I have this undying need for everyone to like me, hello, but I really want <laughs> if everyone else is happy, it makes it makes the job that I hate go by a lot quicker Absolutely. and a lot easier. And so like it gets to a point when it goes so well that I don't hate it as much. And so I don't know. See, I don't I think that the idea of careers are so romantic romanticized anyway, like unless you are I don't know. I think my dream job would be to be 
a session drummer or a a a sports writer or something like that. Mm-hmm. That would be the epitome of what I would love to do with my life. And who knows, maybe I'll take steps to do that. I've been on the fence about starting to do sports writing just on the side, just to kind of get, you know, work my chops up. Yep. And I've been playing drums again just to, you know, work my chops up. And like, these are things, and we're trying to move to Nashville too. And that's like, you know, arguably music capital of the country. And they're always, bro, I will gladly go record with some country rock bands. I have no dude they the lyrics are cheesy but that music is fun to play but like <laughs> yeah it, no <laughs> so, i mean if you're if you're talking about like pop country <laughs> grab a beer in my truck and the boys are you know that there it is fun i guess <laughs> like, just saying 70 percent of pop country songs <laughs> and maybe a heartbreak in there one you know got a little mud on my boots <laughs> yeah for real but like <laughs> but and you know like Maybe I'm coming to terms with, with Jordan. You really need to 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 get off your ass and do something. If you hate what you're doing, go do something else. Like uh, I remember this quote right uh, back when I was 2017, I think. Um, and this is right when um, no, this is 2014. This is early, early. Um, right when Chris Pratt went from being like fat Andy Dwyer on yep. uh, Parks and Rec to being like stud muffin <laughs> Guardians of the Galaxy. Yes. <laughs> he had this quote where he's just like, yeah, man, like eight months is going to go by regardless. I could either like be healthy and look the best I, I can or be there in another eight months and be like, what the hell is wrong with me? And it's like you have these results that you want to get in your head and I have to keep reminding myself that time is going by anyway. If it's not standing still for anybody, if I want to do these things, I have to start the process of doing these things. Mm-hmm. And that's it's just always been in the back of my mind, just always there. And that's what keeps that little fire going of me actually wanting to to better myself and better my circumstances, quote unquote, of mm-hmm. what makes me happy. But God, it is it's hard. <laughs> it is. Well, see, the, the, the there's like a, I think there's a, a fallacy on that you, like when you say career, I'm, you know, that, that word just stems 40 years plus years and then with the job and then you retire and then you, and then you die. So. And then you go play golf. That's, Man. yeah. And, and that, the fire I think that you're talking about is like, I, I think a lot of people are in this, at least in, in, at least in our age range between 20 and 30 and maybe even like a little, a little bit in their thirties. Like I think job hopping, seeing what you like, getting a lot of like introductory experience on a lot of different things save up your money so and like and that's not going to be a lot of fun that's not going to be like you're going to go into those jobs saying those things that like oh okay well i'm going to be a positive attitude but i don't like this job and that's okay i think to like save up your money and then i think the end goal is going to have to come a lot later like uh we always i feel like we have this sense that we need to rush everything that we need to be making $600,000 at our dream job right out of college. And, and I'm just like, and, and to me, it boggles me when people think that because, and I, I, I'm glad people are driven that way, but I, to a sense, I'm like, no, that you have to take, 
and when I say suffering, I don't mean like legit, like crying in your like <laughs> sorry. I mean, maybe I you may have cried over a job. I don't know. <laughs> I have. <laughs> so, <laughs> but uh, yeah. I just think you take you have to take the time to explore, get your options right, introduce yourself into uncomfortable situations, jobs that you don't typically think that you're qualified for, but still go do them anyway. Things like that. Get get rounded. Like just like you had to take bullshit courses in college to get to the your major classes and that that's supposed to be a well-rounded student that kind of take that same mentality with life and jobs i because i my goal is to like when i'm 40 or 45 i don't want to be a geologist for the rest of my life i want to stop i want to like say have a bunch of money saved up and then buy an old like historic building of some sort really cool turn it into a bar and maintain like a bar slash restaurant if you know i'm not a big food guy so i'm just thinking of a bar but that's like one of that's like my my dream scenario because i love managing things if i own it i think that'll be that'll push me to be a lot more passionate about it and working in the service industry like bouncing back and forth that's it just sounds so fun but i know i'm gonna have to take years of like I said I don't want, I don't think suffering is the right word but years of just willpower to get through these weird jobs or things that you're not really passionate about it things that feel like work cuz that's the point I want to reach where when I get up and think about what I'm doing I don't want to yeah it's there's going to be moments I feel like it's going to be work like you have to just main you know pay bills and things like that but you also I want to get up and be like oh I'm okay with thinking about this for all day yeah. And I just, but you have to take like those preliminary years to build that foundation for yourself. And college is not the answer. Like that's not, you're not four years of college and you're like, okay, I'm founded on exactly what I need to know. And then I'm going to go do it. I, I That's not enough time for you to really evaluate things because you're in school. Like most people, when I was working in school, I was working as a valet and like a server and things like that where I was like, that wasn't. Granted, it was great experience just because I was around people and I got communication skills and things like that. I was learning still from those jobs, but it wasn't what I wanted to do. But I saved right. up enough money to where when I got out of college, I took a few months to kind of take time. And I just I had money saved up, so I got to still pay rent and all this, but I got to chill and really clear my head about things. And I think those moments are pretty precious. And I, if it's – I don't know. I just always have this this weird thing where if I don't like my job, it's okay. Because it's I'm I'm headed a different direction. Whether I don't know right. what that direction is yet. I'm not saying I have an end goal. I have a dream job, like I just said, but I don't have that's a thing I fantasize about. That's not like I have no idea on even how to start that, what to do, things like that. So that's gonna right. I have to build this foundation of if that's what I wanna do, then acquire the skills that you need, even jobs you hate, like communication or um Getting like trick your trick yourself into having a good work ethic, even though you don't like the work that you're doing. I don't. I, there's like little things that I could help you progress, through, and like you feel like you're not doing anything, but you really are. And so, like bartending and things like that. I I, I don't know. I'm just always like, if you hate it, keep doing it, because every like at some point everything's gonna feel like work. And then right, if that's not what you want to do, recognize that, acknowledge that. And form an idea and base and and get yourself there. And it doesn't. There's no time limit on. There, I mean, other than you dying, 
Like, <laughs> there's no time limit on when to get there. You don't have to be like, okay, at 35, I better be here. Like, you can have set goals for yourself, but don't get crazy. And I, I don't know. I'm just kind of in that that boat of, am I tricking myself into staying with this job and suffering for a little bit so I can, you know, gain something later on with the experience I, I have? and Or am I just going through the motions and and just telling myself I want to do something else when really I'm going to be with this job for a long time and never quit. You know, I just, right. It's, uh, that's, that's the, I think this is the pinnacle, pinnacle moment for us to reevaluate our actual dreams and aspirations. Because like I said, if you, all your stuff that you do in your free time is building your portfolio on what you enjoy in life and take a look at yourself. What do you like to do on your free time? If you're someone who's always just on their phone or watching Netflix, like there's nothing wrong with that, but you're not doing anything. So I, I I get addicted to my phone sometimes, especially TikTok and like when I'm laying in my bed yeah. and I'm just like three hours of the day, I am on TikTok and I'm like, well, I could have been reading. I could have been playing music. I could have been, you know, building a couch. I could have been doing something. Who knows? Like, <laughs> right. Yeah. Better with my time. And uh, but I, I'm with you. I feel so heavy on that. I, I got to get off my ass and do something, even though I am doing something. Like, it, right. you know, that's the that's the catch twenty two. Is like you feel like your our jobs are ma- like plateauing, and we're just maintaining them, but we're not getting anywhere. And then, uh, but we're also like not. I don't know. Just like we're not doing anything. No, I I understand you know? exactly what you're saying because you're one hundred percent right, and that we like for me anyway is that i want to do something that i actually love and i know i'm not going to do it if i stay maintaining homeostasis right but all like majority of my time goes to maintaining homeostasis and Mm -hmm. i don't take the time to to progress what i want to do and it's really it's maddening it's like it's it, it constantly it's like why am i why am i investing so much time into something that i that i hate mm-hmm. when like for example so i let's say i i work you know four or five days a week um and i'm like okay good i can't wait to have like tomorrow for example i'm off tomorrow i desperately want to get started with something but i know that i'm going to be tired by the time I get home tonight, because I'm probably going to be there until midnight, mm-hmm. I'm going to get home. I'm going to let the dog out. I won't get to sleep until 12.30, 1 o'clock in the morning. I'm going to wake up at 9.30, 10 o'clock tomorrow and just be like, ugh, I just spent all day working yesterday. Like, I, di- like, I have earned this time to relax. I need to, to take care of myself and have an easygoing day so I can be back ready for it tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And when I wake up on Saturday, I'm going to be pissed off that I wasted my day the day before. <laughs> yep. And I, I'm just going to fuel this fire of just nonsense. And so this I'm low-key going off like on a tangent, but this just – one of my like biggest role models in life um, is this man named Chris Wessling. Um, he was a – Sports writer, you know, he he's part of like he was a part of like one of my favorite football podcasts I listened to. Um and he passed away, I think 
right before the Super Bowl last year um, with like his second bout of cancer, and it was really sad, and it really sucked. But the amount of motivation this man had to do what he wanted to do in life, like he didn't become an official sports writer until I think he was 35 or something like that. Mm -hmm. He had like a million different jobs. He moved all around the country just doing whatever he could to find meaning in his life. And then while he was living in, I think, Tybee Island, which is like this little island off of the coast of Georgia, Mm -hmm. he like started doing like writing long essays of what was going on in the NFL. And then somebody saw his blog and hired him to be a a football writer. And then like that was his his the thing that he was so invested in. And he did like. While he was a mailman, which this made me think about becoming a mailman because <laughs> yeah. I'm like, God damn, should I follow in the footsteps of this man? Um, <laughs> he was working, you know, 40, 50 hours a week. And then when he got home, he sat at his computer and wrote about a stupid game, like for hours, writing thousands and thousands and thousands of words. And I don't know. He had this this saying that he would say all the time. It was heed the call. If you see something that you want, like if you see the opportunity that you're striving for, you have to take the steps to get it Mm -hmm. while it's in front of you. And I don't know that resonated with me so much because there are these things that I do see in my future or my hopeful future of things that I want and things that I want to achieve. But, oh man, I get frozen with fear that I can't take those steps because we we talked about this what like three weeks three weeks like three months ago um where me myself i look at the end goal all the time i don't take the time to look at the individual stepping stones to get to the end goal Mm -hmm. i just see the end goal and be like god that's terrifying to even try for when I could just take one step in front of me instead of taking the whole mile in one leap. It's impossible. But I don't know. Something about something about just the, the wisdom that this man instilled in a mm-hmm. bunch of football fans, right? Yeah. He's like, this has nothing to do about football. Like, Mm-mm. football is a, is a completely pointless game. It's just... It's entertainment. Is, it's entertainment. It's like how do you justify this stupid game? Like, how can you, like, people are getting hurt. People, you know, fucking people lose their minds over this quite mm-hmm. literally yeah. because the concussions just eat away at their brains. Like, like, how do you justify this as a spectacle that we all pour all this time and attention into? And I don't know, like, just thinking about that and rel- making it relative to different aspects of my life, it's like, damn, I really, how do I justify wanting to be a session drummer? How do I justify wanting, wanting to to play music, to make different wonky sounds? How do I justify this fucking podcast? Like, how, what do I do? Like, it's literally just me and you talking to each other. Everyone can hear it if they want to, but like, how do we justify this experience that we're doing right now? Mm-hmm. And I don't know, I, I've given it a lot of time and thought, and it's like, Dude, I'm so worked up right now. It's so great. Like this is like this is better than coffee right now. <laughs> yeah, Can we record in the morning more? <laughs> like absolutely. 
<laughs> no, that's that's perfect. Uh, you but know, man, like it's just uh, these are things that I love, mm-hmm. and at the end of the day, at the end of the day, that's all the justification that I need for me. If other people think it's stupid, if other people think it makes no sense, screw that. This makes me feel happy. It makes me feel alive. It makes me feel fulfilled mm-hmm. doing things like this or doing things like playing my drums to the latest Bruno Mars and Anderson Pack album. Like it, it yes. makes me feel great, you know? It's fun. <laughs> it's fun. It makes me not hate life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Yeah. That's the it's the you were I lo- I love that you were like recognizing the stepping stones cuz I feel like that's what everyone misses out on is because especially in this time of our life and our quarter life crisis with minimal experience and we kind of are getting settled in 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 things that we like it's it's the self confidence to keep going even when you're bad at it like and I'm not saying you're bad at drums but I'm oh, also terrible. I'm go- I'm going to say you're not you know you're not the best drummer in the world and you know, there's a lot, there's a people out there that are a lot better than you, but if that's what you want to do, and this can, this can extrapolate to anything that you want to do. If you're a, if you want to do a drummer, like if you are, sorry, if you want to do a drummer, (laughs) if you want to be a drummer twice this morning, baby, (laughs) (laughs) if you want to be a drummer, what is like if your end goal is to be a session drummer who is recognized and respected in that in that industry? What are the stepping stones you have to get there? It is practice, practice, practice. A little bit of networking because you need to meet people who are playing music. You need to like get involved and you need to be okay with the consequences of it not working out because I don't know how many projects I've started that I get halfway through it. And this is, and I'm talking about the projects that I'm, I've never had, I've never tried, and I never try again. Like I, I get there, I have a project, I, I see the end goal, and the stepping stones don't end up working out, and it comes out like shit. And then I'm like, okay, well, I'm not good at that. Move on. And that's that is such a trap that I think we're falling into because practice, practice, practice. You're not going to be good at everything. Uh, you're not going to be good at most things the first time you try it. But if your end goal is I want to be a drummer and you pick up your sticks and you're struggling, keep struggling. Keep through that struggle because the stepping stones that you're – if you're practicing and then as soon as you practice, you can meet some other artists or even go see shows and like understand what's going on and like how things are working and then – if if it requires you, are you are you willing to move? Like I know you want to move, but like let's say like your dream job is to be that drummer for a band, and that band is only in you know Syracuse, Iowa. New York, yeah, yeah Iowa, oh, something <laughs> like that, and that's your opportunity. Are you driven enough for that to be your end goal to go move there and do it? And that's a really drastic move, but that it's like you have to open your mind to all those different little possibilities of the people that are famous and the that have worked out and it's like they're doing exactly what they love because they made the sacrifices along their way to make sure that that's what they were going to do and that that requires people cutting people off moving to different places uh changing your your habits like all these things like all the stepping stones that line up but we all get bogged down by those because either we're not we think we're not good enough or we tried a few times and it doesn't work out, and so we don't think that that is a realistic goal for us to keep going. And I just I think that's a a total. I'm not gonna say waste of time and feelings and things, but it just I just want to. It's it's not worth it to 
let me give you an example because this is the best thing I can think of. Mm-hmm. When I when I built that couch, I I was wor- I woodworked with my dad growing up. He was he's really good at it. That's his like one of his hobbies. He's done it for his whole life. I grew up doing it with him. I wanted to do something on my own, and I started this project. And it, the project ended up being a lot bigger than I thought it would. And I got like halfway through it and was like, I don't know how I can physically finish this. I don't know. It's not going to turn out the way I pictured it. And I'm just, and I'm a failure. And then I, I didn't like, there was a moment where I was like, okay, well, like I'm going to quit. Cause like, I just can't, I'm, I'm not good at it. So might as well get depressive about it. And I'm like, why, why did I do that? Why did, <laughs> why did I think like make that first thing complete it? And if it's not what your, your intention was, your goal, try again. Like that's the, I, and it's so easy and it sounds so simple. But that's the the headspace that I think me and a lot of people fall in is uh, you think that you like something, then you go for it, and you're not that good at it, and then you're like, well, I'll never be good at it, and then you move on, and then you're you. That's where the directionless because you're like, I'm. I feel like I'm not good at anything. Everything's up in the air. I don't know. If you have a passion, you got to stick with it, and I, and it's it's okay to switch your passion. It's okay to like learn something new and start swaying right. things different around. I'm not saying you have to stick to this your whole life, and that's that's the end goal. But our headspace is so full of all this outside stimulus that when you can't, that it, it's a it's almost impossible to think about one thing. But if you were if you're diligent enough to think and focus on one thing and get some really good hardcore like skill at it, that's going to take time, patience, and effort. Like that, and that, and that's the thing that I sometimes I I get bogged down because I think about it like this too. When I with my with my job I have now, to be a professional licensed geologist, you have to work for five years and able to take like a test and then get your certification if you pass that test. So these mm-hmm. first five years, if that's what I want to do, if that's a goal of mine, I have to just work those five years. Like I have to, like I have to right. like get through it. But I am, I'm in a, I make mistakes all the time. I'm human. I have pissed off some coworkers of mine from not communicating as well. I'm a little, I'm really organized, but sometimes I get caught up doing things and I, things slip up and I'm, and I don't feel like I'm bad at my job, but I definitely have made mistakes. But every time I go out and do it, do it again and again and again, I'm getting better and better and better and understanding how things are working. And with patience with my coworkers and patience with their patience with me, allowing room for me to like gain a little bit more experience and knows what knows what's going on is gonna. That's what's keeping me driving is because, and and it, and this does really come. It's like think about it the way you tell yourself. Like if you're like, okay, you messed up. That's totally cool. Let's like let's let's kind of scratch it and let's like, start again. And that's the kind of the way you have to tell yourself and think about it all the time. But when, like, let's say you fuck up at work and someone's like, man, you're terrible at this. And you're like, wow, that was so motivating. <laughs> really wants me, <laughs> wants me to keep doing this. It's the, it's, I, you just get bogged down because if you're, if you're not telling yourself you're good enough or you're not diligent enough to tell yourself that you can do something, even when you're struggling at it then no no one else is going to tell you that you can. So you might as well tell right. yourself, you know, if you're going to be like, you're going to be the only one that tell yourself to keep going and do it. And it's I I think I don't know if it's I know it's some kind of psychology like realm of it's been studied of a like completing tasks, not being good at it and and like thinking of yourself as a failure and moving on and that's why a lot of people feel like they have 50 different hobbies that they're just right. okay at. And that that's and that's cool. Like you can be a well-rounded person, but 
I, I kind of I want to I want to hone in that specific thing. And it, I was it, gonna ask you about that. It's like, would you rather be a jack of all trades or just a superior person in one? You know, like yeah, I, something I, along those lines. Anyway, because I'm a one, I know, and no, this comes from knowing myself. I am a one track minded person. I can multitask, but not very well. And I can manage multiple things going on at once, but I can't when I have to think about them all at the same time. I am like, okay, let me get to this thing. I'm going to finish, I'm going to start and finish this one thing. And then I can move on and like, I can prioritize time to work on other things like that. But I, I'm a, I, I want, I don't want to be a jack of all trades. I want to be that one specific thing. Like I, it's weird because some kids grow up and they start their one thing at two years old and then they die at a hundred doing that their whole life and i'm just like yeah. i almost i'm jealous a little bit but i'm also I'm a little not, envious yeah i'm a, I'm a little like just the little bit sets in and goes like well they didn't really experience as much as i did and like i i kind of i love the all the different things that i was in all avenues i was a part of but i just getting to this point now where i'm <laughs> having feeling like i have a lot of hobbies and like can extrapolate those and like go in depth with them a little bit more but i don't because I, I don't know that one thing that I'm going to really enjoy. And that's just going right. to be trying it out. It's just <laughs> like if I want that to be a goal, I'm going to have to sit there and try it out a few times. Make sure I get enough experience with it to understand that that's not what I want to do. and Or right. if that is what I want to do. And being a jack of all trades, it's like, yeah, it's good to be a well-rounded person. And I do agree with that. But it leaves too much ambig- ambiguity. <laughs> ambiguity. <laughs> that's a big word. <laughs> Ambiguatai-tai, uh, yeah. <laughs> it just leaves too much room for things to, for you to like think about, oh, okay, well, I'm kind of good at that. I'm kind of good at that. I'm kind of good at that. Kind of good at that. When you're doing that and what you're good at is do not correlate together, like mm-hmm. woodworking and being a musician. You could probably can find some way where that connects like building instruments or something like that. You can find yeah. little avenues, but like that's great. But I don't, I don't know. I just, it's almost like exposure will help that but you also don't want to suffer through 10 jobs just to find that one thing that you like you know right. it's like it's <laughs> it's exhausting it's, it's daunting, exhausting and it's kind it's, of like contradicts itself all right, the time. It, like honestly it, like hopping from job to job it's like especially like different jobs so like i've had a number of server jobs but going from industry to industry to industry like it's really um god what's what's the the word i'm thinking of where you lose hope it's like it's like i'm trying all these different things but nothing is sticking like mm-hmm. is there a thing for me like mm-hmm. is, is there something that i like is there something that i love and me knowing good and well that there are people doing what i know that i love to do it's just because I'm not that good, it's like, oh God, and it's exactly what you were saying. It's like, you have to just try and try again to better yourself at what you actually like. Because bro, I have friends that are making it as musicians now. Like, they're getting paid to play shows. They're getting paid to, to do session work. They're getting paid, like, they're living out their dream. And I'm just like, I played with you guys in high school. Yep. <laughs> and mm-hmm. we all sucked back then. <laughs> And granted, we've all gotten better, but you guys really stuck with what you wanted to do, and now you're living out what you wanted to live out. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, I kind of fell off the fell off the wagon a little bit, and just 
that haven't uh, kept pace with y'all. And I don't know. It's it's so weird that like I I know like I said I know that there are people that are doing what I know can be done, but because I'm not that good, it 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 makes me feel discouraged. But it's stupid because I know why I'm discouraged. I know that that discouragement is only because of my lack of trying. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, I know the steps to get better, but I ain't doing it. Like, <laughs> no, that's it. exactly. Because... I am frozen in fear. <laughs> like, because you feel like that you're just you're gonna be working and progressing towards a goal that's not gonna happen for you. Yeah, and you and exactly. that and and you can't already set that standard of like, well, I'm not good enough, and I'll never be good enough. And then, so why practice? Like you're gonna, it's getting like yourself in a spiral. But I mean, you're cutting yourself out before it even, like, before you exa- even get a chance exactly. to go, man. Like, <laughs> and that, and that, that just is the the biggest thing for me too, because I'm kind of I've honed in the type of piano style I really like to play in, and like the kind of uh, genres that I really like to explore. And when I play with music. It, a lot of people like they kind of dig it, but it's I'm a be it, it like I would say I think I said this in our one of our music therapy episodes is uh it is like hotel lobby music it's like cocktail yeah. music it's not it's not very like you fun it can be a little funky you know like <laughs> if especially if I build a thing around it but solo like if I just wanted to be a piano player that would require me to practice a lot more that would require me to like go play in hotel lobbies like which that like do the like little things that you don't think matter you got to go do them like (laughs) but if I'm already telling myself I'm not good enough to even think about doing it then yeah I'm gonna be stuck at ground zero for the rest of my life and then I'm gonna live and regret that I didn't try and that's what I that's the biggest fear that I, I want to instill in people and in myself of like, what are you going to think about 15 years from now when you don't take this opportunity? Like, are you going to look at yourself and be like, damn, I really wish I did that? Or am I like kind of mad I didn't, you know, or like. 15 I, I years is going to go by regardless. It's, it's what you do like, in yeah, that 15 exactly. years. Like, it's, it's like exactly what you're saying. It's like, uh, it's just so mind-boggling especially because when you're not good at something and you keep doing it and you and you kind of continually like i don't know just you continue to not be good at it it's so it's so discouraging even if it takes you years to like hone in something that you really like it's the willpower and diligence to keep doing it and so i just and that that i don't know that takes a different type of person i don't think there's Myself included, I don't think there's a lot of people in there that can like really stick to a, a, a something like that for a long, long time and get really good because it for a long time you're not going to be good at it. So it, right, it's it's it, I don't know. It's like being it's also it's like being realistic with yourself, but also be a dreamer. You know what I mean? It's like okay, I know yeah. I have to practice, but I can be a rock star. You know, it's like you gotta yeah. have you gotta have the balance of both sides and yeah. If you're swaying towards just being a dreamer, then you're just going to fantasize about it all the time and never take actions to do it. Or you're going to be like, I got to uh, like I got to practice all the time. And, and then you get discouraged all the time because you're not being you don't feel like you're getting better. But then it's like the moment. Have you ever had this where like you say, oh, I, I, I kind of fell off the wagon with drums. Let's say you go on like a one year pilgrimage of just playing drums and you're getting, and you're going to be like, okay, I'm gonna practice every day for a year. Let's get good at this. And let's, <laughs> and you, at the end of that year, you look at yourself and be like, oh, I know I've gotten better, but I'm not good enough. 
to do that. And then you like some let's say you get an opportunity to go play with a band and it's like it was almost like a piece of cake to play with them. And it was like yeah. then it it kicked you into being like, "Oh shit, like that year of practice really did help for me even though I didn't feel it myself." And I I think like I don't know, it's like you got to put yourself in those uncomfortable positions of failure to get to yeah. that point. I think that's I mean, I've heard so many cliché things of the people that are successful don't think failure is failure. You know what I mean? And that's a really cliche yeah. way to look at it, but I think it's so true. It's like, try, try, try again. Like, what? who is it? Thomas Davis on the Panthers broke uh, tore his ACL like three times and still was one of the best linebackers in the NFL right. at one point. Like, come on, man. Like, <laughs> after sense, the man. first or second one, I'd be out. I'd be like, oh, you know what? I made my mill. Let me get out. Like, he got it's up like, and uh, got up and tried again. <laughs> It's like young homie uh, Thomas Edison. He's like, oh, I didn't fail 101 times at making a light bulb. I found 101 ways to not make a light bulb. Like, just how you perceive your failures, I guess, is... Because at the end of the day, failure is a learning experience. We've all been hearing that since we were five years old. It's, yep. it's just how to have that... That Honestly, and I will say, like, this conversation it, it amazes me time and time again just how airing this stuff out makes me feel more confident because i do feel a lot better than i did just an hour ago mm-hmm. but like it gives me a lot to chew on and who knows maybe one day <laughs> what was that i can like <laughs> completely unrelated do you notice how many times i change my voice depending on what words i'm saying or oh, like 100 what context i don't like one of my favorite things you do like like when you say c- maintaining homeostasis <laughs> like you maintaining always homeo. every time you say that it's like a different way uh than you n- would normally say <laughs> i love it i love it so much jesus <laughs> I'm not even going to lie. Sometimes I will talk in a stupid voice for so long, it takes me a minute to get back to my regular voice. Like, <laughs> you're going to talk that way for so long, it's literally right. like you're going to change the dialect. <laughs> Every time I go to Mississippi with Allison, I pick up a little country slang, like a little country oh. twang, and like, I say everything a little bit more drawn out just to match everyone else and like Dude, that's the thing is like I I was born and raised in North Carolina and I like to think that most of the time my my accent's pretty neutral, but anytime I, I, I posted an Instagram story not too long ago about this where we were in West Virginia and these guys came up and they were just like, What y'all doing? And I don't know why, I don't know what happened. I was just like, just oh, did it. We're digging for gold, man. We ain't rich yet. And I said it just like that. And and my coworker was like, dude, I know you're from North Carolina, but what the hell was that? Like <laughs> I was like, I don't I honestly don't know. That just <laughs> it just clicked. I don't Bro, know. Like <laughs> that's one thing I noticed too. Like after my first year in Kentucky, like the way I said why, like I really softened my why. It was why? just like why? 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 <laughs> Like, I said that all the time. It just became part of the vernacular, you know? Why? 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 (laughs) That's so funny. Yeah, that's, yeah, it's, and it's so funny when people, especially meet my mom, it's, you know, if I was to introduce my friends that I made in Philly to my mom, uh, my mom is such a sweet sweetheart and she it would just like throw them for a loop because if they hang around me 
I kind of click into not having an accent, especially when I'm not around other Southerners. And but if they were to meet my mom, she's the gung ho like, "How y'all doing? Y'all want some sweet? You know, y'all want some sweet tea? Like, how y'all good?" And they would be Just like, some this is your, yeah, Nathan Martin, <laughs> Nathan Daniel, like <laughs> Daniel, Daniel, you get your ass inside. I swear, she like grab a wooden spoon type of southern like. <laughs> I uh, so I would, that would just towel. be so funny. <laughs> but uh, I do. I kind of want to make this last thought. Um, sure. Yeah. Of, of this question that I think we should contemplate a little bit was with with age, like becoming this quarter life crisis. We're getting older. Does doesn't it feel like failure means a lot more? It kind of makes you feel more stupid as you get older because one hundred percent. When you get older, I feel like you you have this way about yourself of like oh i should be good at this because of my age and like i you know my my i've lived enough life to where if i try something i should be kind of okay at it but then you're not and you feel kind of ridiculous about yourself like you kind of feel like i don't know like you almost like you feel like it's silly because you're like ah of course i failed it like i i'm like you know i'm not a kid anymore i can't do things like that anymore and it's like that's I fall into that trap all the time, especially with yeah. Like I, I just feel like like with music and stuff. If I have like a bad day or I'm not really like playing well, and if I play with others and it's not going well, I feel just like kind of ridiculous. I'm like, ah, okay, well, I, I'm like I'm old enough to I just feel dumb. Like I okay, I probably shouldn't do this anymore. And I don't. And I and I I fall into that trap all the time where I'm like, yeah, oh, I just feel dumb. Alison, ridiculous. Alison and I talk about this like a lot. Actually, it's weird. How the difference that like three years makes, where when we were twenty two, it was just like, yeah, we're just fucking twenty two. Like, what are we now? But it's literally been three, three Octobers since that first conversation. That it's like we're twenty five. Like, what is going on? Like, <laughs> God, and it's just like, dude, I'm still like in the midst of my twenties right now. And I think that's the thing too. It's like we put such a such a bar at 30 right Mm -hmm. where 10 years like when you're 20 21 22 years old it's like bro that's a whole like decade away Mm -hmm. until we're 30 i'm like we're half a decade away from being 30 and it's like you see and maybe this is my time to shine because as everyone knows i am a master procrastinator like i (laughs) i thrive under this kind of pressure okay like (laughs) hell yeah this is what I need. But like, bro, I'm for real. I'm going to be like homeless at 28. And then by 30 years old, because I only have two years left, I'm going to completely turn my life around. Uh, but, like, <laughs> but it's like we put such this this integral bar at 30 that it's like if you haven't made it, like if you haven't made it yet at 30, then you're not going to and Good job. Now you are lesser in society's eyes. Mm-hmm. And that's silly. That's so silly. I don't understand where that even came from. Yeah, I do. It's because everyone's life expectancy. Like, we only lived to be 50 years old, you know, 80 years ago. Yep. Like, 30 years old, bro, your life is half over already. Like, mm-hmm. you're on the back nine right now. Like, you better <laughs> get this into gear. Like, what are you doing? But now we're living to be 100 years old. We're not even, like... Bro, we are still in the first fucking quarter of the game. Like, it, it's so dumb. It's so stupid. 
that we put this imaginary thing in front of us, this imaginary threshold of what you can and can't do by a certain age limit. And mm-hmm. I'm fired up now. I'm get, bruh, I'm telling you, <laughs> Martin, I'm telling you. Yell at me, baby. <laughs> I'm gonna do something good soon. <laughs> okay, like All I am right, for yeah. real. Like, like, damn. You, you know what, bro? You this know, shit the, is like crack, bro. This shit is so good. <laughs> it is. It, you know what? And it, it's kind of, it's kind of gonna be weird. But I, 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 re- I really see this in your, in your little brother, where he's still in, like, he's still in high school, right? Mm-hmm. And he's doing his animations and drawings, and he's like just kind of getting his portfolio set. He's been doing it for a little while. He's pretty. He's like okay. He's pretty decent at it, but he's not the best. Yeah. And and like, I just think about like if he is if if he's wanting to do that, and he's gonna do that all through high school, then go to college for it. He's not gonna stop, and he's gonna get his first job as like an intern somewhere in a design firm, and like he's just gonna keep progressing, and he's gonna end up being like this huge graphic design person and that's that's yeah. that's awesome <laughs> but it's like you also draw and stuff as well and it's like if you if you started that like if that's what you were passionate about it right now and you just like okay i'm gonna start doing it every day it there just because like your little brother has like that that like kid experience with it doesn't like make you doing it not a like oh how do how do I I'm getting boggled uh I I just it feels like because like oh, I don't <laughs> because he's doing it such a young age I feel a little discouraged that he's yeah, already yeah. so ahead of me thank you like when you're yeah. and I think and that could go for anyone that you're talking to because I as a musician I there's like twelve year olds who are savants at piano that I have ne- like I got to see online and I'm like oh my god well, <laughs> they're 12 years old doing that I'm 25 and I can barely play so it like it, you can't like it bogs you down being like okay I'm past that time limit but there is no effing time limit there is no <laughs> like if you start it now and you continue with it you can grow and progress at your own rate your own pace your own time and that if that's what you want to do do it like it doesn't yeah. I, I don't know it's like don't I, I think we also play this comparison game all the time as that's why we get bogged down is like we're always comparing what's better the grass is always greener over there and it and it it might be in some situations but you know stay on your side of the fence and just make sh- and get your grass healthy you know like yeah I, it's just i why are you worry about that grass worry yeah. about your own grass <laughs> yeah it's like what's the worry about the i was watching letter kenny not too long ago he's <laughs> he's just talking about uh you should worry about your the stuff in your own backyard rather than your neighbors or something like that. Yeah. You know, it's just like, come on, man. Like, just like worry about yourself. Like you can get inspiration and you can see what other people are doing and, and feel and and feel the way you want to about those. But don't don't bring that into like your own self evaluation on how good or how bad you are at something because everyone's skill level is, is different. And then like with Ethan, he just I don't know. He just like is sticking with something. But that could change for him. You know, you never know. Yeah. He's like he loves it. And he did a couple animations for us. And I fucking love the goose thing. That Bro, I was, that shit. <laughs> I was literally it. weak <laughs> as fuck. Like that was yeah. the greatest thing I've seen in that a long so time. That was so funny. That was so funny. And, and like that kid could one day create the next Cartoon Network TV show. You just like, you know what I mean? Like he could, you just never know. But you also can too, but not, and it's not because, you know, it's, it's just like age doesn't matter. And like, 
I don't know. It's like when you look at someone younger than you, that's why I think I feel ridiculous about some of the dreams I have. It's because like owning a bar, a 12-year-old's not going to do that and they can't do that. So that makes me feel a little bit more realistic about it being like, <laughs> oh, well, like a 12-year-old's not going to run a bar and like do it. So, him, that's himself. <laughs> Suck it, kid. Suck yeah. it, yeah. Like I'm, I'm doing it though. And then, but then, yeah, then something like music or something creative when uh, kids are doing it and you're like, that's why I, I just feel so ridiculous and I... And I don't, and it's not like outwardly like super hardcore like hatred on myself or anything. It's just, it's mainly just like the thought I have about it should be, wow, that kid's really good. I'm glad he started that early because that he's finding his passion early. And you, and then you're just like, well, I want to be that good, even though he's 12. I want to be that good too. Like that's the that's the mindset I should have instead of being like, well, he's already 12. Like I'm not that good, and I'm 25, so I might as well just not try. Right. I'm just, I get. Uh, it's such a I sw- I feel like we just it's like that thing where you just it we're like a pinball in between the two hammers that are just like always like well this and this and this well there's this and but there's that and there's this and it's like we're just going back and forth and the more time we just contemplate all these different things we're not doing anything about it so it's like should put, I know I'm heated and I'm yelling and I'm moving my hands like <laughs> I just get uh that's <laughs> But that's uh, hey, yeah, that's it's kind of what I feel about it. <laughs> <laughs> it's a dumb way in there. Oh man, <laughs> hell yeah, hell yeah. Well, everybody, <laughs> yeah, we're we uh we're gonna close out for today. But you can follow the podcast at Almost Cool Pod. You can follow me at Creation underscore of Martin. You can follow that man over there at Jordan Hooter underscore. If you have any questions, comments, concerns about the show, you just want to say hey, you want to vent, you want to just you want to send us topic rep- recommendations. Uh, you can email us at almostcoolpod at gmail And if you could please, 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 if you are listening to this on Apple podcast if you could like and and rate us and subscribe and and share with a friend it would be much appreciated um because we want to keep this thing going and the uh and yeah we're going to be back next week with more juicy juicy topics topics